Hey, sustainable fashion supporter. Welcome to Recloseted Radio, a podcast dedicated to fashion sustainability and equipping you with the knowledge to do better in the world. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and I promise to support you on this journey to right the harmful fashion industry. You ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back. In today's episode, I'm going to be discussing Zara's most recent publicly announced sustainability goals. A couple days ago, on July 16, 2019, the CEO of Inditex, which is Zara's parent company, announced a slew of sustainability goals. The company itself is committed to, you know, quote unquote, improving the fast fashion landscape. And specifically, they are working towards a 2020 goal to, quote unquote, detox the fashion industry. In today's episode, I wanted to outline what the company has committed to do and also discuss my thoughts on it because it's the first time that Inditex and Zara in general has really discussed sustainability so transparently and so openly, so wanted to take the opportunity to talk about it. Also, if you want to follow along as I'm talking about this or you want to find out more information, I'll link the articles that I referenced in the show notes. Okay. Let's get into what Inditex slash Zara publicly committed to. The goals are split into four groups. The first group of goals is all about things that they want to accomplish in year, so in 2019. The second group of goals is for next year, so for 2020. And then the third group of goals is for the year after that, so 2023. And lastly, for the fourth group of goals, it's a list of things they want to accomplish before 2025. Now I'm going to talk about the goals under each year and how they want to progress into a more sustainable company. And for 2019, so in year, there's two things that they really want to do. The first one being that they want to have 20% of their production be under their join lifeline, which is essentially garments that have been made in factories that meet Inditex's higher environmental and social standards. And it also uses materials and processes that are just better for the environment. And if you've listened to previous episodes of this podcast or even researched fast fashion in general, you'll know that Zara slash Inditex is notorious for not having the best factories produce their garments and not necessarily paying all of their garment workers a living wage. So I think this is a great first step. I do wish that they were a little bit more specific about what those increased social compliances and what those better materials and processes look like, but I do think it's promising that they put it in there. The second big focus for this year is that they want to have 100% of their stores reduce the amount of energy and water consumption. And I think this is great as well because under Inditex, again, is Zara, and Zara has so many stores, so I think that this will really make an impact. That being said, I do wish that they were a little bit more specific, like maybe they could have added in percentages about how much water or energy they want to be saving and how they're going to go about doing that, but I do think it's a good first step. In 2020, so next year, there's four things that Inditex wants to focus on. The first one is that they want to eliminate hazardous chemicals from their supply chain. Again, this is great, but they don't talk about what specific chemicals they want to be eliminating, and they also don't talk about how they're going to do it. So, I mean, there's a lot of chemicals in the clothing manufacturer process that are pretty toxic, so we can probably guess at what they're trying to get rid of, but until they actually say it and until they're a little bit more transparent, it's a little hard to gauge. That being said, though, it is a really great first step. Secondly, next year, they also want to install containers to collect used garments in all of their stores. 
And I think this is amazing because Zara produces so much and they need to have some sort of take back program and care about the end of life of the garments that they're making. Again, though, they don't really talk about how it's going to work, but I'm interested to see how it will play out and what they're going to do with the unused garments. Thirdly, which I'm actually really excited about, they have committed to train all of the designers at Zara in circularity. And if you've listened to previous episodes of this podcast or you've read our sustainable fashion ebook, which is called The Recloseted Handbook, you'll be familiar with what circularity means. But essentially, these designers, instead of being tasked with finding the new trend or the next fashion statement, they're going to be thinking about end of life and how to prolong the longevity of the garment and what happens to it after people no longer wear it and the end of life and all of that jazz. So I think that is so, so important, especially given how much Inditex slash Zara produces. And their last goal for next year, so for 2020, is to not source any plant-based fibers from ancient forests or forests close to extinction. Again, this is not that specific, but I think it's great that they're doing it. And with a lot of these goals, I also feel like it's kind of common sense and a little bit worrisome that they have to write it down. Like, you know, not sourcing from ancient forests or not having hazardous chemicals in their process. But I think it just shows that this fashion problem is quite big and touches a lot of things. So I think it's good that they have it down, but it's also kind of like, are you serious? Like you have to write this down anyways. For 2023, so in about four years, there's two things they want to focus on. The first goal that they have is all cellulosic fibers that they use in Zara's garments will be sustainable. And so cellulosic fibers are things like cotton, rayon, hemp, things like that. And again, they just say that they want it to be more quote-unquote sustainable and they don't really talk about what that means. So I don't know if they're trying to use fibers that are sourced, I don't know, more ethically or uses less water or they're just trying to use less of these fibers. It's a little vague. So again, I think that maybe because it is four years out, they're keeping it vague a little bit on purpose, but wish they were a little bit more specific here. The other goal that they have in four years is that they're going to be taking their consumer packaging a lot more seriously. So they're going to be eliminating all single-use plastic, which again, single-use plastic is pretty accurate to its name. It's essentially plastic that's only being used once. And then, as you know, if you've listened to previous episode, plastic lasts for like 200 to 300 years once you're done with it. So great that they're going to be tackling the single-use plastics problem. And they're also going to be making sure that the packaging is to their quote-unquote green-to-pack standard, which is a program that they've launched to make sure that it is aligning to the circular economy principles, meaning that after the packaging is done with it, like it can be reused or recycled and things like that. So yeah, I think this is really great, and I'm looking forward to seeing how this will play out. And then before 2025, so within the next six years, they have three main goals. The first one is that all linen and cotton used in Zara garments will be sustainable and all polyester will be recycled polyester. Again, both great things, but I think the word sustainable here is also a little bit vague. And, you know, if they're using recycled polyester, it's also going to be interesting to see where they source it from. Like, is it going to be recycled plastic water bottles, for example, or are they going to be taking the garments that they took back from consumers, breaking it down and using machines to, you know, spin it into new fibers? I think, again, it's a little bit vague because it is quite a few years out, but it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. 
The second goal that they have before 2025 is that no waste from Zara facilities will be sent to a landfill. Again, very admirable and a great goal, but it'll be interesting to see how they're going to be able to do that. Like, are they going to be composting, recycling, and how they're going to be working towards that? Because I think that's a really big change. So again, looking forward to seeing how this plays out. And last but not least, their last goal is that 80% of energy consumed by Zara facilities will be renewable. I think that is great, and it'll also be interesting to see how that plays out. I tried my best to break down all of Inditech's goals, but if you found it a little bit hard to follow along, don't worry, I do have all of the resources linked in the show notes as I mentioned before, so you can read up on them and look at them if that's a little bit easier for you. Now that you know what Inditech has committed to in terms of their sustainability goals, I did want to talk about my thoughts and do a bit of a discussion. I know I was giving little tidbits of what I thought here and there throughout this episode, but I did want to zoom out and generalize and talk about all of this in general. To start off with, let's talk about the good stuff. So I think I was mentioning it throughout, but I think first and foremost, it is good that they are trying and that they are doing something about it. I think that's the first step and that's promising to see. That being said though, Inditex is a huge company. They do billions in revenue every year and they are public, meaning that people can buy their shares and they do have to answer to shareholder and maximize shareholder value. Change like this is going to take years and years to implement. Just because it is such a big company, there are a lot of eyes on this company, so that will be understandable. And I think that's echoed throughout these sustainability goals, right? Like they've spread it out across six years. And realistically speaking, to get to where they need to get to, it's going to take longer than six years. Anyways, I think that it is good that they're starting because, like I just mentioned, that is the first step. I think it is promising, though, that internally they've probably discussed it and then now they're taking a public stance on it. I think that is a really, really great and promising step. And I also think that they've addressed a lot of important issues in their sustainability goals. So they've talked about factory compliance, social compliance, for example. They've mentioned materials throughout, so how they want to be better with not using chemicals, sourcing better materials. And then they've also talked a little bit about packaging, which is awesome, waste management. They've talked about circularity in design, which I really liked. And then they also thought a little bit about, you know, some sort of take back or what's going to happen at the end of life. They've covered a lot of things in the sustainability goals, which I think is quite promising. While this is a start, there are also some, you know, quote-unquote, rooms for improvement, if you will, and I'll talk about that now. So I think throughout, as I was talking about their goals, I think one common theme is that I would have liked a little bit more information. I mean, that being said, like, I wasn't at the press release and I wasn't at the talk, and all I read was just the articles covering the talk, so maybe they were a little bit more specific. That being said, like I do think they have some pretty ambitious goals and they need to have some sort of action plan towards it and they need to be specific. And I understand them not sharing everything publicly, again, because they are a public company, they do need to protect their image and all of that stuff. But I do hope that they have a tangible action plan to get to achieving their goals. I would say, though, the biggest takeaway I got from reading this is that they didn't address their production. In the Business of Fashion article that I linked down below, there's a quote in there that I really resonated with, which is, raises the question about how sustainable any company that produces so much can be. And I think that's really true because to give you some perspective, 
On average, Zara releases 500 new designs a week, which equates to about 20,000 new designs a year. And that's just designs. Like if you think about it, each design you have to make different sizes and then you have to make enough for stores all over the world. So they're producing massive amounts of clothing and at such a big production scale, can you really ever be sustainable? Because as we've talked about in previous episodes and as I talk about in the handbook and as we talk about on social media all the time, every single garment comes from somewhere and it comes from something, right? Like be it a plant or an animal or water. And not only does it use resources from our earth, someone had to put it together. It, like a garment worker had to sew it together and then it had to be transported. And, and there's also the whole end of life piece as well you're producing all of this clothing but where is it going and what are we doing with it when we no longer wear it it just kind of begs the question that a company that produces so much clothing can they ever really be sustainable and I think what was disappointing for me is that they never really addressed this yes they talked about how they're going to train up their designers in circularity and so maybe it's starting to shift a little bit but they never talked about just how much stuff they're producing and so I would have liked them to address that and also in the article, their CEO also insisted, quote unquote, we don't feel like we're making a massive amount of clothes. And honestly, I, I read that and I was like, are you kidding me? But anyways, I digress. I think at the end of the day, they do need to do something about the sheer quantity of clothing they are producing. Like maybe they can produce less designs. And I think that once they do train up their designers on circularity, it'll be interesting to see if things shift. But I think that this is definitely something that they need to be working on, just like how much they're producing. Quite honestly, I think reducing the amount of clothing that you produce is the first thing that you can do to be more sustainable because you use less materials, less people have to work on it, and then at the end of life, there's less junk or waste too. So anyways, I think this is something that they definitely need to focus on. And lastly, I did want to discuss sustainability or environmental goals in general. I will generalize here and say that most companies or most initiatives that set out to do this, they'll make this big spiel about all of the things they're going to do in the next year, five years, 10 years, and then they don't really do any progress or status updates. And then once the deadline has passed, so like once it's 2020 or once it's 2025 and the goals haven't been met, there's not really a lot of public post-mortem analysis. It's just more so, okay, well, let's brush it on the rug that it didn't happen and let's think about 2030. And I don't think that that's the best way to go about this. And I think that a lot of companies will set really ambitious goals and that's fine because maybe the point of ambitious goals isn't to meet them, but instead it is to help propel you forward, give you a really big challenge so that you can really move the needle. And I think that's fine. But the point sometimes isn't about meeting the goal, but communicating and talking about how you're going to get there and how it's going and if people can help you. And I think that there just needs to be a little bit more transparency and communication around all of this. And I understand that as the world changes and as markets fluctuates, goals can change and they can shift and they can evolve and that's completely fine. But I do think that we need to have more of a discussion about how things are going, what needs to happen and how we're going to get there. And I think that this is a great start, but I would encourage Zara and other companies in general just to be a little bit more open with it. And I know sometimes that can be a little bit scary because of competitor info and you also don't want consumers to get mad and all that stuff, but I do think it's so, so, so important. 
And that was today's episode. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope that you learned something and you gained something valuable from this discussion. I would also love to hear your thoughts on Indotex's sustainability goals or other companies' sustainability goals. So if you want to send over your thoughts, you can do so over DM at Recloseted on Instagram, or you can send us an email. It's just hey at recloseted.com, and I'll have both of those links in the show notes. I'm also thinking of doing a similar discussion around sustainability goals and how things are doing with H&M because I think they're doing a lot of things in this space. So if you would like to hear that, feel free to reach out over Instagram or via email as well. Anyways, I hope you have an awesome week and I'll talk to you again next week.